According to Wikipedia, a conspiracy theory is a belief that an event is a result of a plot by a covert group or organization that are carried out by either governments, corporations, or other secret power or powerful organizations. Tonight on Full Circle, we bring you one of the most controversial and well-known conspiracy theorists out there, Mr. David Icke. Fresh into his highly anticipated World Wake Up Tour, coming to the Bay Area September 24th, and we have your tickets for that event. We will also hear excerpts from the DVD Incontrovertible. Incontrovertible portrays the frank and candid views of police officers, firefighters, and soldiers as they express their grave concerns about the official explanation for the events of September 11th and 2001. And finally, we will be asking for your support as we continue our fun drive to keep alternative media on the airwaves. We're your host. I'm Dennis the Menace. And I am David de la Gran. Stay tuned. This is a can't-miss show. Tonight on Full Circle, we will be giving you the red pill and show you just how deep the rabbit hole goes. Now, anybody with common sense cannot deny that the world is not what it seems. And thank God there are some people who are out there who are willing to dig deep. Tonight, we bring you the B-side to the carnival ride. We're going to talk about another version of possibilities. One that says we don't have to buy in and support the status quo. Tonight, we highlight some of the heroes that have been working hard in pursuit of the common good. People from everyday hardworking citizens, like our brave firefighters, to well-known public orators, to even our own former presidents of the United States. And although some of them have even given their lives, these men and women have often been dismissed as conspiracy theorists. Whether or not you believe that the government faked the Apollo moon landing, or you believe in Agenda 21 the plan to depopulate the earth in accordance with the Georgia Godstones, secret plans for global dominance, go back as far as there were powerful men to, co- to carry out the covert plans. So how does this affect us? Well, when one exposes a lie for what it is, that gives us the opportunity to uncover the truth. That is an eternal duality, which when understood, gives us the strength to create a new vision or an alternate reality, one in which, hopefully, we are in charge. Let's get into the fun drive. That's right, that's right. Okay, uh, we'll, we're going to peel back the onion in, in a little bit. But before we do, pick up your pen and paper, because we're going to be offering a DVD of Incontrovertible, a documentary that raises questions about who really perpetrated the destruction of the Trade Center Towers on 9-11-2001, and in particular, the lesser-known Building 7. This DVD is available with your donation of $100 to KPFA. 
Go to kpfa.org and give us a click in order to donate. The number to call or the number to call is 1-800-HEY-KPFA. That's 1-800-439-5732. Tell them about David Ike. That's right. That's right. Now, we got front row section tickets. We have three pairs of front row section tickets. So stay tuned. We're going to be giving those out in a little bit. Now, that's going to be David Ike. He's going to be orating. He's going to be talking out there September 24th at the Crane Way Pavilion in Richmond. Now, David Ike is a renowned public speaker and author who has been uncovering a global conspiracy and connecting the dots for us for over 26 years now. I first got turned on to David Icke when I was about 15. I read the book, The Children of the Matrix, which came out in April of 2001. And it absolutely blew my mind. It answered so many questions that I had, and it really set me up for the events of September 11, 2001. He's written so many books, and all these years later, David Icke is on a speaking tour of the world. He calls it the World Wake-Up Tour. And we have tickets to David's last show in the United States in our backyard at the Craneway Pavilion on the 24th. Now, these tickets can be yours for donating to KPFA tonight. But we are limited to three pairs or six individuals. It's a first-come, first-served thing, folks. So, $150... And, that, and that's all these tickets, by the way, are 105 apiece. But we're giving a pair for $150. Front row seats. So give us a click right now, kpfa.org. Get yourself and a friend a front row seat to the David Icke World Wake Up Tour. And these tickets are our thank you gift for you tonight. Now, David Icke's work has been that of, as he puts it, turning pixels into pictures as he connects the dots of a global conspiracy and backs it up with facts. He gives us a vast history lesson and shows us the scope of covert manipulation, even down to our very thoughts. His presentation of the facts is educational, entertaining, and inspirational. It is well-researched and in-depth. We had the opportunity to speak to David Icke, and he gave us his perception of the real. Mr. Mr. Icke, as you know, here in the United States, we've been involved in the election cycle. I wanted to ask you, do you vote? Uh, No, I don't, because I don't see the point. Voting only has a point if you're given a choice. And if you're not given a choice by voting in a system with no choice, you're giving a system with no choice credibility by supporting it. And, you know, we see in some countries now, like Australia, where you get fined if you don't vote. It would be very interesting to see how many people voted in Australia if they weren't fined for not doing so. Because, you know, for me, not voting is a a democratic choice. It says, I don't think that I'm being offered any choice. I don't think that the choices uh, make any difference in terms of the world I'd like to see. So by not voting, I'm saying I'm not supporting your system. Mr. Ike, in your perspective, what is a journalist's job? Well, a journalist's job is to uh, question everything, to question the uh, authorities when they give a version of anything, and to see if it stands up. If it stands up, fair enough. But when you vociferously research and question the statements and the things that authority uh, tells us that we're supposed to believe, invariably they don't stand up. And that's the journalist's job. 
the last thing the journalist's job is is to take the official story and basically pass it on to the public unquestioned, uh, unresearched, and call it news. And that's what happens all the time. You've got the the general way that the media does that in the sense of, take for instance, 9-11. 9-11 is never questioned in the mainstream media at all, whether it's uh, the right of the mainstream media or the left of the mainstream media. And yet, the very same people that told us there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq when they knew they weren't, simply to provide an excuse for a catastrophic invasion, not just the catastrophic at the time, but catastrophic ever since. The same people that told us that told us the official story of 9-11. And here you have the mainstream media now. They didn't at the time when the invasion happened in the run-up to the invasion, but now in the, in the face of the evidence, they have to admit that they were lied to uh, over weapons of mass destruction, and yet they still won't question 9-11, which was given to them by the same people who have now been exposed as monumental liars. So you have that general, overall, there are no conspiracies in the mainstream media. And anyone that says there is conspiracy, uh, or we're not being told the truth, is a conspiracy theorist. And what they say is a conspiracy theory. And those terms came into widespread use in the 1960s when the CIA contacted major media organizations in America and urged them to use those terms to discredit anyone questioning the official story of the Kennedy assassination, which is, of course, ludicrous. And those that were connecting those assassinations in the 60s of, of Kennedy, of Martin Luther King, of Bobby Kennedy, of Malcolm X, and pointing to a common theme and a common force behind them. So you have that general non-questioning. But then you have, and we're seeing it now in the election in the United States, you have then within the mainstream media the left-right partisan non-questioning. So you have a situation where anything to do with Hillary Clinton that people ought to know about does not get into the mainstream media through many outlets that simply censor anything that's going to be bad for her. I mean, the New York Times, for instance, is the Clinton election center, really. And you get the same on the right, though to a lesser extent, but on the right with um, with Donald Trump. So, um, And everything's anti-Clinton and everything's pro-Trump, or on the other side, everything's anti-Trump and pro-Clinton. So wh- whether it's the partisan level of it or whether it's the general level of it, you have in the mainstream media a an inability and an unwillingness to look at things as they are and report things as they are uh, rather than report the official story of everything unquestioned. And, and that is the last thing that a journalist should be doing, which means that the mainstream media is... There are honourable exceptions, but generally the mainstream media is peopled by PR men and women for the uh, official story of everything and not peopled by journalists. That's where the alternative media has now taken over in terms of being willing to question things the mainstream won't. Are there things out there that people should not know for their own good? No, I don't think there are. I saw a um, a social engineering document uh, years ago which was setting out how you can manipulate the population through social engineering and um, manipulating information. And I remember a line in there, it said, if you talk to the public like 12-year-olds, they will act like them. And uh, it was pointing out that um, this is the philosophy of advertising. Advertising, talk to them like they're 12-year-olds and they'll, they'll act like it. But a 
as this document was saying, you can also apply this to basically information of, of any kind. And so the, the opposite is true. If you treat people like adults, they are more likely, not every time, but they're more likely to act like them. And so, you know, my philosophy is, is some information. You make of it what you will. You choose if you want to look at it. You choose if you want to believe it and choose if you don't want to see it and don't want to hear it. That's that's your choice. But put it out there. The idea of the mainstream is to put out there only that which leads people to see the world in a certain way. Because what we're looking at in this conspiracy that I uncover, this vast global conspiracy with multiple levels, is a perception deception. You know, the, the number of people behind it are tiny compared with the target population, which is everybody. And so if you are going to try to control people when you're only a tiny few, you, you're not going to do it physically. Um, you can do it physically in a small area here and there, but you're not going to do it globally, physically. Uh, so what you have to do is to um, program and manipulate the perceptions of the target population. And from that, everything else comes, because from perception comes whether you'll support something or whether you'll oppose something, whether you'll do something or whether you won't, how you act and, and how you won't act. Perception is everything. And therefore, the idea is to hijack the sources of information from which people form their perceptions. I mean, what do people form their perceptions from? from? From experience, personal experience is one level, but massively, they form their perceptions from what they're told is happening in the world. And this is what's uh, happening all the time. Uh, the information is skewed to get people to perceive the world, reality themselves, world events in a certain way. And the idea is to do everything you can within the mainstream where the vast overwhelming majority of people still get most of their information to keep out of that mainstream information that would challenge and get people to question the perceptions that the authorities want people to have. And this is the fantastic uh, contribution that the alternative media has made, because what it's doing is putting out information that gives another version of possibility. And all these years later, as you know, individuals and others were uh, targeted in the past, so this alternative media now is the same. And, uh, you know, we're seeing Hillary Clinton now going on and on about this alternative media, and they talk, they're, they're talking about the alt-right and, and what have you, um, when what they're really frightened of is information that challenges the official narrative. And the alternative media is not just one thing, it's a vast spectrum of view. The only common theme between it is that it's questioning aspects of, or in my case, virtually the entirety of, the official narrative of everything. Yeah. And uh, they're, they're getting very concerned about it because a perception deception works best when the target population has only one source of information, which is leading people to the perception desired by the authorities. What's happening now, more and more, 
is that that is being challenged by the alternative narrative in all its different forms. It's very interesting to see how they're running around desperately trying to um, discredit it, but they won't. And I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why they won't. It's because 26 years ago, when I started out on this, this journey, if you like, when there was virtually no one doing it, there was no alternative media, didn't exist. Uh, the number of people then who were open to looking at the world outside what I call the postage stamp consensus of normal was tiny, but not today. I mean, I've just been on a speaking tour of Australia, New Zealand, and um, I've, I've been there a number of times over, over many years. And this time, there, there are massive changes taking place, not only in the numbers of people who are looking at the world in a different way, but also the kind of people, people, you know, people in the suits within the system who you never thought would ever question uh, the official narrative, and now suddenly they are in ever larger numbers. So um, there's a massive change taking place. The next three years are going to be very, very interesting as that which is challenging these these normals, these official narratives, meet, if you like, the official narratives trying to trying to hold their position. It's going to be a, a very interesting few years ahead. You are listening to Community Powered Radio, KPFA 94.1 FM, and this is Full Circle. You just heard part of my interview with David Icke. Ladies and gentlemen, we are that alternative media, and I'm happy to be a part of this station as an apprentice, giving back, giving thanks. Wake up and know that you are the difference. Support us by liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter, attending KPFA speaker events, or even volunteering. Donate to KPFA. Help us ensure that we can keep producing alternative content. Tell your family, tell your friends, Tell your coworkers to go to kpfa.org and get the information that could possibly arouse interest. All right, remember, we got one pair of tickets that are already gone. They're off the chain already. So this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity in which David lays out the backstory and provides a very plausible solution, one which is a lot easier than you might expect. You could also get the DVD of the documentary Incontrovertible that highlights the events surrounding Building 7, which came down hours after the initial so-called attacks on 9-11. In a world gone mad, 94.1 remains as a refuge of sanity in the media landscape. Keep this antidote to misinformation going. Donate online at kpfa.org or call 1-800-439-5732. And here at KPFA, we are able to give you this information, whether it's digging deep into the assassination of JFK or the collusion of big pharmaceutical companies to keep people sick by not disclosing cures while making insane profits off the treatment of symptoms. Now, each one of these topics can have its own miniseries, all the information and evidence that they contain. But if some of that is news to you, then thank your lucky stars that you got people like David Icke that are out there researching this and able to give you all this information. Now, David Icke speaks at his event for two, uh, for roughly four, two and a half hour segments, 10 a.m., 10 p.m. That's four, that's four blockbuster movies worth of information. We couldn't contain all that on our show, much less the more far out re- uh, regions of his research. So instead, I focused on a different aspect of David's message. Fear and love. I would like. I would like you to explain this concept of love that you share. 
How does one differentiate a love vibration from, let's say, fear? It, it depends what we what we mean by love. I mean, the word love has become so uh, discredited and diluted by being about uh, attraction overwhelmingly and partnership love. The love that I talk and write about is much closer to what you might call friendship. It's um, it's a love that, that is there for people, that tries to care for people, that has empathy with people, um, a, a love that will try to do uh, what it knows to be right rather than what it thinks is right for, for it in the moment. Uh, so that kind of, uh, of love comes from comes from the heart. You feel it in the heart. Um, when we have empathy with people, we feel it in the heart. And emotion, this low vibrational emotion, fear, a, a lot of that, most of that comes from the gut. And so there, there is a, a physical location, if you like, that is different from where these two things happen. You know, once you get into a, a, a state of love in the sense that I'm talking about, and a, a sense of love that comes from the understanding that we're all one infinite awareness, uh, consciousness having different experiences and the apparent differences between us and the, the the time and space between us is actually illusory we are just awareness and we're all the same awareness having different experiences once you once you start to realize that that we're all one that we are all eternal awareness you let go of this thing called fear because you know there is nothing to fear Whatever's happening is just an experience uh, that infinite awareness, eternal awareness is having. Um, and another experience will come along soon. Once you um, start to self-identify with what I call the phantom self, which is the, the name, the, the job, the income bracket, the race, the religion, uh, whatever, you then can only see differences you can only see division uh, because that's what it looks like i mean the, the five sense world everything looks apart from everything else people seem to be isolated from everyone else but that that's the illusion of of this uh, physicality this physical world that isn't physical i mean i go into that in a very deep way um in the books and the events and so it's a, a very different way of observing the world you can you can be in it and and of it in the sense that you self-identify with your name and your your income bracket and your race and your religion because they are manifestations of the world of the five senses the world of the conscious mind and uh, they therefore it seems a, a dangerous, fearful, frightening world to many people from that perspective. But when you, when you come from the self-identity that we are consciousness, having that experience, that the phantom self, the name, the, the income bracket, the race, the religion, is not who we are, but what our infinite awareness is experiencing, then you come from a very different point of view in terms of fear. Because whatever's happening is an experience, and we are eternal, and therefore there is nothing to fear. It's just an experience. And this is what the revolution is. And we come back to the perception deception. You know, the way to sort this out is not stockpiling weapons and fighting the enemy. It is a transformation of perception. 
transformation of self-identity from I am little me with all those labels I've uh, laid out and more endless labels, label consciousness as I call it, there's that or there's seeing us as all as one. And when you realize we're all one awareness, having different experiences, then, you know, dividing and ruling us, which is the great foundation of the few controlling the many, gets more and more and more difficult. And that's why this conspiracy works so hard to play off different self-identities against other self-identities so it plays muslims off against christians and europeans off against muslims and americans off against the people in the middle east etc because divide and rule is absolutely bottom line essential to to anyone when there's a few that wants to control the many and it's so easy to do once people self-identify with labels because I'm a Muslim, well, okay, I'm different from a Christian, or I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Jew, I'm different from a Hindu. But th th their differences are only in perception and experience. They're not in the fundamental of who we are, because we're all one, one awareness, having all these different experiences. And, and it's this transformation of perception and self-identity that will, that will change everything. It, it, without that, You'll be running around forever trying to change it. You never will, because the fundamentals haven't changed. Mr. Ike, you mentioned that an individual is a very important person. How much power does one person have? Well, they have as much power as they choose to to believe they have and they choose to know they have. Um, you know, when I talk about, you know, we are all one infinite uh, awareness, that does not mean that we're all the same we are all the same in the sense that we're all expressions of this infinite awareness but it doesn't mean that um, therefore we're we're all clones because uh, to celebrate this infinite awareness that we are is to celebrate diversity because basically what this awareness is is all possibility all potential waiting to manifest and so in all these different experiences that, that we have and, 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 and happen well beyond this tiny frequency band that we call the world, within this whole infinity, we have this infinite possibility to express that possibility in um, infinite numbers of ways. So, you know, whenever you see a situation where people are pressured to be uniform in their perceptions and in their behavior um, you're moving away from infinite awareness um, you are uh, moving into phantom self um, you're moving into a very low level of perception when you um, are celebrating uniqueness you're celebrating spontaneity uh, then you're celebrating this infinite awareness in its more expanded state because uh, that is what it's about expressing its infinite potential its infinite possibility so this is why this um, official narrative and this official system is always seeking to uh, more and more suppress individuality to suppress spontaneity to suppress uniqueness it wants uniformity you look at any political system that has sought to 
control from the center, whether it's communism, fascism, whatever it is, they all want to impose uniformity on the population. And one reason for this is that this hidden hand, if you go deep enough in the shadows, I'm not talking about politicians here, I mean that which is behind politicians that people never see. Um, it knows that when people are expressing uniqueness, spontaneity, the, the, uh, all possibility, they are um, in expanded states of awareness. They don't want people in that state. They want people in a uniform state. They want them to self-identify with labels, which they've come up with. You are a so-and-so. You are a so-and-so. And, and therefore, a massive, massive part of this awakening is the expression of our uniqueness, celebrating being different rather than fearing it, because that's what it, it, we have, of course. The greatest fear, or one of the greatest fears that holds people in servitude is the fear of what other people think about you, because then you stop being you and expressing the uniqueness of you and the all-possibility of you, and you, you're now living someone else's version of you that they're seeking to impose upon you by um, uh, ridiculing you or condemning you for the crime of being different. And we need people to express the uniqueness because that is the revolution. Uniformity is the problem. Jeez. That's pretty scary, huh? If you stand out too much as an individual, you need to be shut down. Yeah, and that's not even the worst part of it. Just wait till you see what's coming up. Whoa, man, it makes you want to just give up, you know, just, just head for the hills, open up a bottle, and just slip away. You know he loved to drink good whiskey. Thank you and welcome back to Full Circle here at 94.1 KPFA. That was the living legend himself, British orator David Icke, in those interviews that you just heard. And yes, listeners, you can see this outstanding dynamic person in person right here in the Bay Area. We have one pair left for this presentation on September 24th. And you can have this experience for the donation of $150 for a pair. Oh my God, that is a steal. That is such a steal. Now, only a credit card donation is acceptable for the event. 
And, uh, you know, just give us a click here at kpfa.org. Make a donation, $150, and you can be at the David Ike World Wake Up Tour. kpfa.org or call 1-800-439-5732. That's Hey KPFA, 1-800-HEY-KPFA. Also, you got to pick up one of those DVDs, the Incontrovertible. Get yourself informed about what what's going on in the world. Donate to KPFA because KPFA is where it's at. It's going to show you what's going on, the alternative media. We are that alternative media. And we want to thank you very much for being a listener here, here on KPFA. One, give yourself a round of applause. But go online, get yourself a bumper sticker. Go online, get yourself all set up. All right? Now... Reputable people in the audience, we have tonight our dear friend and my co-conspirator, Mr. Devin, Mr. Dennis Irvin Roos Jr. He's got the torch, and he's going to lead us down that rabbit hole. If you have been paying attention, you may have noticed a much larger and much more aggressive police force with unprecedented military weapons. Make no mistake, we are in a police state. You don't have to take it from me. In our very next clip, you will have warnings from two former presidents. First, from our former president, Dwight D. Eisenhower, who had great vision into America's future. Our present time. Ladies and gentlemen, the president of the United States. Good evening, my fellow Americans. We now stand 10 years past the midpoint of a century that has witnessed four major wars among great nations. Until the latest of our world conflicts, the United States had no armaments industry. American makers of plowshares could, with time and as required, make swords as well. But we can no longer risk emergency improvisation of national defense. We have been compelled to create a permanent armaments industry of vast proportions. Added to this, three and a half million men and women are directly engaged in the defense establishment. Now this conjunction of an immense military establishment and a large arms industry is new in the American experience. The total influence economic, political, even spiritual, is felt in every city, every state house, every office of the federal government. We recognize the imperative need for this development, yet we must not fail to comprehend its grave implications. Our toil, resources, and livelihood are all involved. So is the very structure of our society. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. We should take nothing for granted. Only an alert and knowledgeable citizenry can compel the proper meshing of the huge industrial and military machinery of defense with our peaceful methods and goals so that security and liberty may prosper together. 
What you just heard was former President Dwight Eisenhower's 1961 farewell speech to the nation, warning us about misplaced power. A pretty nerve-rattling speech, knowing the power that actually exists, may one day land into the hands of the wrong person or persons. This kind of information will not be broadcast over mainstream media. You can only hear this on alternative media listener-sponsored radio, such as KPFA. Imagine a life without KPFA, where you only hear the corporate media news and views. It is no secret that there is a virtual monopoly on the airwaves, on the televisions, on the media. Where else can you hear such views, such voices, that are not not only scratch the surface, but dig deep into the ribs of corporate media? Give us a click at kpfa.org or call 1-800-439-5732 in order to donate to this station with the information. Just listen. The very, wor- the very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. And no official of my administration, whether his rank is high or low, should interpret my words here tonight as an excuse to censor the news, to cover up our mistakes, or to withhold from the press and the public the facts they deserve to know. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no rumor is printed, no secret is revealed. I am not asking your newspapers to support an administration, but I am asking your help in the tremendous task of informing and alerting the American people. For I have complete confidence... in the response and dedication of our citizens whenever they are fully informed. Without debate, without criticism, no administration and no country can succeed and no republic can survive. And that is why our press was protected by the First Amendment, the only business in America specifically protected by the Constitution, not primarily to amuse and entertain, but to inform, to arouse, to reflect, to state our dangers and our opportunities, to indicate our crises and our choices, to lead, mold, educate, and sometimes even anger public opinion. And it means, finally, that government at all levels must meet its obligation to provide you with the fullest possible information outside the narrowest limits of national security. And so it is to the printing press to the recorder of man's deeds, the keeper of his conscience, the courier of his news, 
that we look for strength and assistance, confident that with your help, man will be what he was born to be, free and independent. John F. Kennedy warned us about the hidden hand that has been referred to as the shadow government. And some believe that that same shadow government that JFK spoke about was behind the events that took place on that day on September 11th, 2001. The very same people who brought us 9-11 are telling us now to vote for the next president. What role will you play? We've got your DVD, Incontrovertible. Inform yourself and your whole block on the irrefutable proof and the alarming story behind Building 7. For your donation of $100, kpfa.org. Or get yourself a pair of tickets to the David Icke World Wake Up Tour for $150. Let's check on our clip. Let's check out a clip from the film Incontrovertible. This film examines the September 11th attacks, but it differs from other September 11th material in two respects. It focuses on the collapse of the World Trade Center Building 7, the building that wasn't hit by an airplane. And many of the people interviewed are current or retired police officers and firefighters. In this short excerpt from Incontrovertible, this part of the interview with Rudy Dent, a retired New York City firefighter. Uh, I achieved the American dream only to wake up to the American nightmare. It was a tough situation for us all. We lost 343 guys on that day. I retired with 32 years total. You know, uh, they added up uh, part of my military time and my uh, police time. There's no way in the history of history that a steel frame building of that magnitude has ever come down from a few pockets of fire. I knew instinctively, I, I was suspicious. It just came down. And uh, there's no question that that was a you know, demolition uh, job. that anybody with an open mind and common sense cannot deny. That was an eyewitness to the destruction. Rudy Dent, a retired police officer, sharing his thoughts on the destruction of Building 7, of the World Trade Center, which captured the voice of many of his first responders on the first first responders on that day. You know, it's really amazing to hear the disbelief in their voices. The people in this film are shaken. They're shaken to the core. It seems they don't want to believe that it's true. And if it really is true, what then? These are first responders, folks. These are police, firefighters, people that went to work and then catastrophe struck. They were ready to help those in need. Then they turned to the media to educate themselves about what happened, only to realize that the official story doesn't add up. And worse, it doesn't even make sense. Yeah, and that and the video tells us their voices and concerns are immediately silenced by greater powers than they. We want to take a listen to another clip, but we want to give out the contact info information. Give us a click at kpfa.org or call 1-800-HEY-KPFA. That's 1-800-439-5732. Get yourself a copy of the DVD Incontrovertible. 
hear the words of the first responders as they reflect on what really happened that day. KPFA.org or call 1-800-HEY-KPFA. That's 1-800-439-5732. Let's go to the next clip. These are three individuals from the film. The first sound clip is Sergeant John Matters of the CHP. Next is Mary Revel, retired from the Jersey City Police Department. And the third one is Ray Savage, retired from the Sussex, England Police. I woke up to 9-11 around 2005 when I seen Building 7 go. Even though I seen it on 9-11-2001, I seen it go down. It was almost like a ghost, you know. It went down and then it went out of the consciousness. For some odd reason, it seems that police officers do not want to go left or right. They want to stay right down the center. They don't want to make waves. They don't want to cause any attention to themselves because of promotion, because of retirement, pensions. And it, it upsets me big time. It really upsets me that we should have many more police officers speaking up because it's so obvious. All you got to do is look at the 9-11 Commission report and say, well, wait a minute, they left out an entire building. I mean, we don't work that way as police officers. When we're assigned to investigate a, a collision, a three-car collision, if we don't have three cars in that collision report, our sergeant will jump down our throat. Not look at the evidence, to ship evidence over to China to destroy a, a crime investigation the way we did. I mean, it was completely destroyed. Police officers should look at that and say to themselves, that's the crime right there. That needs to be investigated. You can't sit up there and destroy a crime scene the way we did without investigating, without photographing, without analyzing evidence, without going to witnesses and, and getting full statements. Building 7 went down in a controlled demolition. How did terrorists from Afghanistan, from a cave in Afghanistan, get into this building that was... It's a hornet nest of alphabet agency in that, in that building. There's no way that that building could have been compromised. Whoever was involved had to be at, at the highest levels of an organization, of our government. You need to educate yourself. You need to look at the evidence. Revisit 9-11. It's going to be for our country. Turn off the television for half an hour a week and just get the information in your head about what happened on 9-11. And the fastest way to get there is just go to Building 7. Look at World Trade Center, Building Number 7, the Solomon Brothers Building. Watch it fall. And if you can tell me that that building fell because of office fires I'll take you out to a steak dinner I am a retired Jersey City police officer who served 23 and a half years for the Jersey City Police Department Jersey City is directly across the Hudson River from World Trade Center there's no way you don't need to be an expert to see that that building was brought down on purpose with purpose and if they had said oh we're going to take it down on purpose and we're going to plant certain uh, 
explosives to bring it down, it wouldn't happen in three hours or six hours. It would be three days or four days of preparation to make that happen. And I don't see that happening there. And that's just a legitimate question. Anybody with the brain could think that. Are you aware or do you have other fellow officers that are aware that the official story just, it doesn't sound true? Yes. Many police officers who, who think about it say, well, that doesn't make sense. Yes. But there was one in particular on my job and uh, basically they gave him a psych eval. A psych evaluation, which they re- they see if he's able to carry a gun. Now that's your livelihood. So after he started so, asking questions. Yeah, well, you know, he was putting things online, saying, "Well, what about this? Or what about that?" And uh, basically, they will threaten your livelihood hmm. if you have children, or you want to keep your job, or retire from a pretty good job. If you keep everybody busy. You know, with the wrong reasons, they can't find the right reasons. And there was quite a lot of money being spread around, not to investigate, but almost to take their mind, uh, minds off investigations. We're going to have terrorist training. It was, we're going to um, have new radio systems to communicate better. There was so much money being thrown around that the investigations were virtually stifled. And anybody who asked questions were, in my opinion, stifled. Welcome back. 94.1 KPFA. You're listening to Full Circle. And we're doing great on our fun drive. Thank you very much. Call in now, though, and get your very informative DVD, Incontrovertible, with your donation of $100. Start educating others on what's really going on in this topsy-turvy world. Go to kpfa.org. Or call 1-800-HEY-KPFA. Get your, receive a copy of Incontrovertible with your pledge of $100. This is definitely one for the collection. Now, unfortunately, folks, all the David Icke tickets have been gone. They have been sold out. Thank you so much out there. Summer from San Francisco. We have Gifford from El Cerrito. And others, too, got the tickets. Thank you. Now, also remember the other 9-11, 1973, when the U.S. backed terror in Chile, a coup against Chilean President Salvador Allende, backed up by the CIA. It was to overthrow a people's elected president to install a ruthless dictator, Augusto Pinochet, who killed thousands and terrorized Chile. Take time to honor September 16th and all the revolutionary celebrations that have been taking place this week all throughout Latin America. Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, Salvador, Brazil, Chile, Mexico. We're standing here and celebrating that we are still here. We have a lot of energy and you have not silenced us. Latin America is only one part, though, of all the repressed peoples. Yes, And we know... (laughs) <laughs> that all we have to do is stand up and claim our own. That's it. And here at KPFA, you will hear their stories. All the, repress- all the repressed stories that you won't hear on the mainstream media. We'll hear about conspiracies. There's conspiracies to, to actually uh, the Detroit waterway, the water. 
You will hear that here. If you listen to mainstream media right now, you won't hear anything about that. But here at KPFA, you'll hear all about it. We'll dig deep into it and make sure that you hear their voice. Also, you can always go to kpfaapprentice.org after the show. Be sure to listen. And for this one here, we have a longer extended interview with David Icke. We got a fun little Q&A that we do with David. And we go further in depth talking about reptilians and the solution. That's kpfaapprentice.org. Now, I also want to mention that there's going to be, we're going to play another little clip from David Icke. And in this one here, he's going he's gonna to set us up. Uh, he's going to be talking about the cloud. And he's going to be talking about transhumanism. So then, uh, so, so get yourself ready. I know those tickets are gone, but we're going to go ahead and, um, and play that clip here. We are at a, a big point of choice, talking of choice here now, because we are being led down a very dangerous road uh, called transhumanism. I talked about us being infinite awareness, and uh, we have, therefore, the ability for the conscious mind to tap into infinite awareness and get insights and knowings that are beyond the world of the scene. The idea of transhumanism, and I say I go into this in, in detail in the talks, is to put technology inside the body which connects us to what they're calling, they're openly calling it the cloud, a technological sub-reality, which will do our thinking for us. And this is no longer a theory. It's a fact. These leading transhumanist uh, promoters like uh, Kurzweil, Ray Kurzweil, the Google executive, are openly saying this is what they want by 2030. And the reason they're saying it openly is because they want uh, us to believe that by connecting to this uh, cloud, this technological information source through transhumanist technology, that we will become what they call superhuman. But they know, or at least the main uh, people know, that it's not about becoming superhuman. It's about becoming subhuman. It's about the end of humanity where uh, uh, technological uh, systems and artificial intelligence dictate our perceptions eventually in totality. Now, we still have a moment to call. And also, calls a few minutes after the show will still be counted as support for KPFA's premier broadcasting training program, Full Circle. So keep them coming. Give us a call, 1-800-439-5732. And if you're listening online, you can donate securely by going to kpfa.org. Call 1-800-HEY-KPFA and pick up your copy of Incontrovertible. Incontrovertible is really, really informative. Um, It digs deep into the uh, events on September 11th, 2001. It actually showed me things that I didn't know. And uh, I, I've studied uh, 2001, September 11th, uh, back and forth, so which I've thought. However, this DVD, it, it, it really shows the face of those first responders. The, how could you say, the, the, the initial shock. If you weren't there, you'll be there with this DVD. Incontrovertible. Incontrovertible. 
That's 1-800-HEY-KPFA. Receive your copy of Incontrovertible with your pledge of $100. That's just $100, but you can donate any amount you want uh, for, for, for KPFA because we're here. We're giving you all of this um, information, um, all this in-depth coverage that you normally wouldn't get with uh, with other with other media, so you know this is a uh, this is a time to stand up and uh, and and wake up and be a part of it. Become an become an active listener and become become an active uh, donating member. The number we wrestle with this one in seven. That's how many people who listen to KPFA actually donate. Now, if we can get those other six of you to pledge just for a basic voting membership of $25, then this fund drive would be over. In fact, we'll be calling off the next three months of fund drives. So if you're one of those people who turns turns us on each morning to find out what's happening in your world, then I want you to think about taking the extra step of becoming a member by calling 1-800-439-6732 or kpfa.org. And remember... If you're listening, you are the resistance. That's our show. This is Full Circle on Community Powered Radio 94.1 KPFA. Thank you, Frank. Our technical director and Ms. M, our executive producer. Thanks to Sylvia Torres on the controls. Now help us celebrate in solidarity, Latin independence. Stay tuned next for La Onda Bajita. 1-800- Four three nine five seven three two. Give us a call. <laughs>